Owning a home is still the American dream, but it comes with plenty of emotional and financial challenges. Join real estate broker Ron Evans each week as he shares the latest industry and local real estate market news through interviews with other agents and industry professionals. If you're confused about today's real estate market or just want to understand the home buying and selling process, this show is for you. Here's your host, Ron Evans. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me today. Um, before I get started, I would really like feedback from everybody. So if you could please like the video, subscribe to my channel, leave me comments on things that you like, things that you don't like. Maybe you have special requests of uh, videos and information that you would like uh, me to do. I'm happy to respond to all of that. But today I wanna dive right in and I'm gonna give you an updated video and some information on renting versus owning a home. We've had so much going on with the real estate market in the last year and a half, two years. And a lot of that has been talked about as it relates only to buying a home and not necessarily renting. And people may or may not realize that rents are going up as much if not more than prices for homes to purchase. So it's critical today more than ever to really understand the difference between renting and owning or buying a home and figuring out which is the right choice for you to make. So I've put together a blog post and I'm gonna dissect that blog post now in this video and we'll just go from there. So there isn't a one size fits all approach to trying to figure out if you should rent or buy. But there are some questions you should be asking yourself and some notes that you should be taking to, that'll help you figure it out and make the best decision for you. Number one, do you have any long-term plans? What are your long-term plans? When you buy a home, it's not as easy to just pack up and move. You know, even though the prices are going up astronomically and, and uh, equity is going up astronomically you still can't just like always think that you can buy a home today and move in a year or move in two years and come out ahead you may lose money or just barely break even depending on if you had to do repairs or remodels to the home that you purchased so if you're ready to settle down in an area and commit four years five years and beyond buying is better but if you are transient, maybe you are a travel nurse or you work for a company that transfers you around, you're in the military, maybe buying today isn't the best decision just based on the fact that you don't know if you're gonna be in one spot longer than a year or two. So that's number one, figuring out what your long-term plans are if you have any. Number two, do you have money for a down payment? Most, not all, but most loan programs require at least a small down payment, 3%, 3.5%, 5%, okay, depending on if you if you qualify for a, any down payment assistance or FHA um, or just a low down payment um, uh, co conventional loan. A lot of that has to do with what your income is, your debt to income is, and your credit score, okay? So when you put down money on a home that's how you start building equity in your home right away 
and it also makes your loan more affordable. You probably get, the more you're able to put down, you have, you can get shorter terms on your loan, better terms on your loan. And by that, I mean, possibly a better interest rate. You don't have to buy down your rate. Um, there are a lot of advantages when you have more skin in the game uh, up front. So that's another question you need to ask yourself. If you have money for a down payment, buying is probably going to be your best decision. If you don't have money for a down payment, that's okay. But what you want to look into is, is it better to keep renting because I'm able to afford the rent and save for a future down payment? Or can I qualify for a down payment assistance or a loan that doesn't require a down payment at all? Maybe you are a veteran and you can get a 100% loan VA, but then you have to weigh the cost of that is how much more is that going to cost you in uh, not having any down payment versus the rent that you're paying. And then you got to go back to question number one, what's your long-term plan and goal? You can put those two together. So if you are going to be in the same place or you think you're going to be in the same place for five, eight, 10 plus years, having a low down payment or no down payment is not the worst thing even if it means you're paying more than what rent is today because eventually your payment well your payment is going to stay static and eventually maybe you can even refinance it to a better interest rate and have some equity while your rent is going to continue to rise so at some point the rent's going to catch up with what your payment is your house payment is if you are on a low down payment or no down payment option but if you know you're going to be there for a long enough time to allow that to catch up you'll be ahead in the long run. So question one and question two can kind of go together there. The next one, and this is a real big one, regardless of your finances, this this boils down to a lot of people um, on if they rent or buy, and it's, can you take care of a home? You know, when you rent, your landlord's taking care of renovations and repairs for the most part. Maybe you have to pay for a gardener or take care of that, or maybe that's that's worked into your lease as well. But when you own a home, all of that responsibility becomes you. You're paying for your gardener or you're taking care of your lawn. Um, you have to take care of all the maintenance and the upkeep. And the standard that you want to plan for ahead is about 1% of what your purchase price was annually is what you could be paying for in repairs and upkeep of your home. So think about that. If you don't have five or $6,000 a year tucked away annually to take care of any type of emergency repairs or updates that you want to do to the home, maybe buying is not for you and renting is more your thing because you just don't want that hassle or you can't um, always know that you're going to have a buffer. So think about that. Can you take care of a home? And do you want to take care of a home? That can, that's the other part of that. Maybe you just don't want to have that responsibility. And so renting is, is your play long-term, regardless of how long you're going to be in a place, because you know that the water heater breaks, uh, if the roof leaks, if you get a slab leak or a pinhole leak, that's not on you to take care of. That's going to be on your landlord to take care of and, and monitor all those repairs and fixes. So think about that. Can you, or do you want to take care of a home? Now, this is the one, this next one is the one that a lot of people don't realize they can actually do, but they have it. So they have it in their head. They're defeated up front because they don't really know what the qualifications are. And is that, can you qualify for a mortgage? Let's face it, unless you have the cash to buy a house, which most people don't, 
you're going to need to qualify for a loan for a mortgage. You don't have to have perfect income, perfect credit score and different things in order to qualify there. But there are some basics. Okay. And let me just kind of cover those real quickly, some bullet points here. And that may change your mind that you can qualify for a mortgage or think that you qualify for a mortgage and want to take the next step. Or maybe it solidifies that you've got some work to do to get there. But this is going to give you the basics that you're going to need to have to, to be able to qualify for a mortgage. You're going to want to have at least a 620 credit score. Now, I know what you're thinking. I've been told I can have a 600 or a 580. <clears throat> and that's true. Excuse me. There are some lending programs that go down to that. FHA for one um, used to, I'm not sure if they still do, but there are some lending programs out there that'll allow for under 620. But this is what you have to understand. The lower your credit score, the higher the risk you are to the bank, no matter what that bank is or who that bank is. And they are gonna have some other serious requirements on you with uh, mortgage insurance and different things that may price you out of the affordability of that loan. So having at least a 620 credit score is going to make you at least a little more desirable um, as a risk and open up more options for you to where you are not having to just um, take what you can get uh, for lack of a better term in that regard. So try to have at least a 620. If you can get up to like a 660, 680, that's even better. The higher the credit score you can get, the more preferred you're going to be to the lender and the better terms you are going to be able to get or negotiate on your loan. Now you're going to want to try to have at least three to 5% of the sales price for a down payment. Again, I kind of covered that earlier. The more skin in the game you can put in, the better the terms you can have and the more equity you're going to have up front, just in case something does happen um, either with the market or with your life and you have to try to resell your home, you're not coming out underwater. There are again, some products out there that will allow for less than 3% of uh, the sales price for your down payment, but they are few and far between, number one. And number two, they're usually going to require other higher um, qualifications to get those loans. You're gonna need to have a steady job and steady employment. And this doesn't matter if you're a W-2 employee or you are self-employed and you work off your bank statements and your tax returns. You're going to have to be able to show steadiness over a certain period of time. Usually it's two years. There are some higher risk loans that allow one year of proof of income, but typically two years and you're going to want to see that your pay has been steady, if not increasing over that time. And they are going to ask for bank statements and they are going to ask for your W-2s, your tax returns, um, all those types of things, your pay stubs. You don't want to have any recent bankruptcies or foreclosures. Every bank out there is a little bit different and there, and there are different programs out there for different situations that you've had in your past. Sometimes you can get a loan within a couple years of a bankruptcy or foreclosure. Sometimes it's longer, just depends on how everything else in your portfolio looks. But you, if you have anything recent, you are typically not going to be able to qualify for a loan. This counts for short sales as well. <clears throat> You don't want to have excessive credit card debt outstanding. You're going to want to learn and understand what your debt to income ratio is. And maybe um, I think I have a blog post coming up that I've been writing that's going to talk about understanding your debt to income. 
go from here to that one in a week or two if this is something that you're working on trying to figure out your debt to income and this is give you a much better understanding but you the the more debt you have outstanding the higher the risk you are uh, because you already have other obligations and they have banks have very specific calculations depending on the type of program as to how much debt they uh, existing debt they will allow you to have before adding on a mortgage and then they add that mortgage in and they still have a hard line that they don't want you to pass and that might be that might be 55% that might be 50% 48% 45% all depends on the on the lending program and how much you're putting down what your credit score is again the more you can to put down and the better your credit score is, these other things can be a little bit more forgiving and negotiable. But for the most part, banks will have hard lines of your debt to income that they will allow. Okay. Do you want the freedom to do what you want with your home? This is another big one for some people. When you rent, you don't always have the freedom to do things. You're gonna need to get permission to paint, painting on the inside and on the outside, right? Um, if you want to add shelves, if you want to even try to take down a wall, probably not going to be able to do a lot of those things when you're renting. But when you own, you can make more of the decisions yourself. Now, yes, you can have some uh, homeowners associations and different things you have to work with and city guidelines. But for the most part, if you want to remodel your home, you're not asking for permission from anyone. You just got to do it the right way, and get your permits and follow what the codes are and different things and, and you can do things. If you want to paint the outside of your home, make sure it falls within whatever the parameters that your HOA, if you have one or your city guidelines are and you're fine. If you want to tear up your lawn and put down a different type of lawn, same thing. But when you rent, you don't have those freedoms. You are bound to what your lease tells you um, or what your landlord allows um, if you are asking for permission. So that is something else you need to understand. So bottom line, should you rent or buy? Renting a home, remember, doesn't build equity or give you a return on your investment. You are paying somebody else's mortgage, not your own. Buying is the best way to go when you are ready. Go back through all these things. Understand if you have a long-term plan, if you have the ability to qualify for a mortgage, if you want the freedom to take care of and do what you want with your home, if you don't want to have to take care of repairs and maintenance. These are all the things you need to weigh. If you have any other questions on this, I am happy to answer them for you. You can drop a comment below. You can send me an email at realestate101 at ronevansrealty.com. You can send me a text message, 949-929-2270. And again, I hope you will like the video, comment on the video, subscribe to my channel. Let me know if you like this kind of content, if you want different types of content, typically I do a video or two a week. Sometimes it is very specific to where I am in Orange County or Southern California, but other times like this, it's more general and it has a, a much more broad audience intended. So thank you again and look for my next one.